previously on the weekly drive-by. So we got 14 songs, 39 minutes. I think that this is going to be, I think that I'm going to give this, I'm going to say it's going to be a 3.5. Could be a four. If, if, they, if it just turns out that the rest of the album is just like, oh, they were just saving all the good shit. I think that there's going to be at least four songs on here. And, I, and that's such a low bar for this band. Maybe like five or six that I just really, really like. You gotta pick one song. What's what's gonna be the biggest? What's gonna be the fucking song of the autumn? Because it can't be song of the summer. Summer's over. Song of the autumn is gonna be Velveteen, dude. I, I, for some reason, I'm feeling strong about that title. I'm gonna pick Pomeranian Spinster. I don't know what I've said about it before. I might have said something about it before. Whatever. I take it back. This one's gonna be the fucking song of the autumn. And it's. I know it's three. It's like nearly their longest song. Um, <laughs> but it's gonna. It's gonna sound really good. It's gonna have a bridge on it. People are gonna be like, "Wow, it's so fucking good." After the earthquake is slated to be an absolute jam. Prest, Prest is going to be really good. Two minutes and ten seconds. That's their lane. That, they got that. I'm thinking that Molly is, she is ready to friggin' ruin your life when you hear very online guy. Many Mirrors is going to be just like a, a bad, slow, sad song. Yeah. Tile by Tile is going to be a sad song. There you know, I'm not going to pick that. Yeah, this is the last time we talked about it until it comes out. That's a good idea. We can't talk about it until it comes out after this. I'm, I'm nervous, man. I'm nervous that it's just going to be a three. I'm very nervous that it's going to get in that forgotten pile of threes where it's like, oh yeah, this was kind of decent, huh? All right, well, whatever, 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 Perfect. It sounds, it sounds like a perfect audiobook narrator. <laughs> Last chapter. <laughs> well, right. this is this is this is the this is the edition, the edition, the, the one edition of the weekly drive-by. It's out. It's up. It's out. It's out. I torrented it like two days before. I thought it released next week. I'll be honest. I thought it released this upcoming Friday. So then I tore it and I downloaded this giant flak folder of uh of the album and it come out like two days later. I'm like, oh nice. <laughs> I downloaded it from Root Tracker and it's really big. It took like it took like 45 minutes to download because of the because of the cap speeds on the download. Unless you buy just, premium, which I am I, not fucking buying premium. <laughs> I, I never put in the effort to like actually work through Root Tracker because isn't everything's in Russian there? Yes. Yeah. I'm yeah. Not, it's I'm all Russian. That. <laughs> yeah, I'm so far out of this game that I don't know any of the top tier stuff for that anymore. Uh, Root Tracker is an old one, but I am gonna go get uh, my can of 23 ounce Monster Raspberry Dragon Tea. Out of the it's fridge. Eight o'clock so or it's seven o'clock. Uh, fuck off. I need the energy right now. I'm just probably gonna have like half of it or something and chug the other half when I wake up in the morning. But you know, you guys entertain the crowd. Yo, Sam, how's it going, man? It's good. Uh, on the contrary, I just had a um a kombucha which also has caffeine, but not as much. So <laughs> that's that's the lifestyle difference, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I was telling Marcus, uh, since I've been at Virginia Tech. There's a single-handed number of no single-digit number of days 
of which I've either picked up a office chair or a stool kind of to the level of where my chest is and just thrown it as hard as I possibly could. And today was one of those days. Really? Yes. I, 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 I kind of think that grad school in a way keeps you like as a child because you don't get paid any money and <laughs> you have to like do really menial things for like all of your research projects. Like we just had a, well, we have it tomorrow at 11 59 PM. Like a, there's a deadline for a proposal for a research thing. And, uh, just because of the nature of how my advisor is, everything is incredibly last minute. And I had to do a, a buttload of testing today at my lab. Yeah. And it's really it, like the testing itself is really stupid and I don't like it. And the, the stuff that we work with is fiber optic, like, uh, like not even cables, fiber optic, like just fiber. And it's incredibly fragile. So you constantly feel like you're doing the spy walking through a laser, like laser thing, like room full of lasers because yeah. you don't want to break anything because if you break something, it's like a four or five hour setback to fix it. And then like, then you just get really upset and you're like, this shit sucks. So after like a few hours of testing of doing really hard stuff, stupid things i'm just like yep today's a day picking up a chair and i'm just throwing it down the hall you know what's crazy to me too is like we are relatively far removed from our undergrad and you're still like this entire time you've still been in school and that like academic period of my life seems so far removed from me in my mind that you still doing all that is insane to me it sucks i i completely i can completely see that point of view because i feel like i have been here for like 10 years i feel like i have been here for 10 years i've told i've told my parents that i feel in a very similar way that what i'm doing is akin to prison because i'm so far away from family and i see them like very i see them every now and then but it's always temporary and I don't get paid any money and I, you know, I get publications and stuff, but like, I'm, I'm just very sick of it and want to leave. <laughs> Do you, cause I know some schools like grad students get benefits and some kind of other um, compensation. Do you have anything like that or is it just totally? Well, yeah, I get, I get paid. I get paid about 26,000 a year. That's um, insane. Yeah, the benefit is that you get to, you like also from that 26,000 is that uh, every want to say it's every month or every two weeks i don't know you get a you get a big number of that taking like it's basically it's actually only like 22k because you have to pay for all you have to pay for like the buses that are around town you have to pay for the like uh student service like access to the gym that i don't use x because i use a different gym because it's not on cam like i'm 10 15 minutes away from campus so like you know, also like all the other student services that you just don't ever use. Like, you know, if they have an office for like, like a, you know, you need to talk, like you have to pay for that. Like you have to pay for all that stuff because you're still a student, but it's like, you're a student in all the bad ways, but you're like an employee in all the like bad ways too. There's no benefit to this. It's really stupid. Uh, oh, and then you just get paid a little bit more out of college. Yeah, and, and you say goodbye to all your early twenties. It's a fucking awesome thing. I, I I can't recommend it enough to anyone that wants to do it. I feel like 
you know, there's a childlike aspect to it that you're kind of like, like, I don't know. It's like kind of like your advisors, your parents, and you're just doing a bunch of bullshit for them. Like you're basically doing chores and <laughs> like I just get fed up after a while. So I just, you know, revert to the childlike show. I'm, like, I'm just going to throw something. I'm so upset, you know, sort of thing where it's like, I, I just can't, I'm sick of all these dumb chores and I'm sick of them being incredibly last minute. So I'm just going to throw something like that's just, that's just kind of where I'm at. All right. Understandable. But now that we're all here, we're, uh, we're talking about an album today and we're talking about an album by a band and this band is not American. They're very un-American actually. Uh, they hail from, America Junior, which yeah, is Yeah, the 51st state. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they released their debut album back in 2014. It was self-titled and, you know, it got a good response. It wasn't like a super big deal, but a lot of people liked it. And then they came out with their second album three years later in 2017. And it's called Anti-Socialites. And, and it blew up! People... <laughs> it got a lot more press, definitely. And um, then they said, all right, guys, that, that was see it. Ya. We're out. <laughs> we're, we're done. Fucking and see no later. one heard a fucking word for about five years until the new album, Blue Rev, came out October 7th. So about a week ago, week and a half. And this band is called Always. And I'm going to open it up with uh, Stephen. What would you think about it? I will say that they had a lot of good songs. I will say that I I actually want to go. I want to start. I want to start from the very beginning. Okay. They released they released singles multiple times. We have talked about every single single, <laughs> uh, which was uh, "Pharmacist." We said it was a banger. Absolutely great. Easy on your own. Eh, not looking so hot. Kind of kind of a kind of a mix there. Like a, not. Not super great. Fans gobbled it up. And then they released uh, two singles, Very Online Guy and uh, Belinda Says, which is not Belinda Butcher. Uh, it is Belinda from The Goes. And I actually want to compare. Oh. That was a... my first guess was Belinda Butcher, actually. Same. I wanted to uh, I wanted to send this article. If you could, uh, Marcus, could you send that to Sam? Because I'm on my desktop. I don't have a, sure. I'm not on my phone. So I read an article, and I made sure not to bring it up last week because Molly Rankin <laughs> went in, and in this in this article, there are multiple things that I want to go over, and I want to make very very clear is that Molly Rankin in this article, which was first posted to Stereo Gum, was a lot of influences on this album. A lot of things and basically a lot of stuff from like the last four years of when they were four or five years when they were like not on the grid. And there's a lot of stuff in here. There's two things that I specifically want to go over. Fuck, I pressed bookmarks instead of um, about halfway through. Uh, there is a there is a quote under jangly under the section jangly guitar bands. And the first second, actually, no, second sentence or first sentence, Molly Rankin says, Carrie, who's a member of the band, listens to a lot of guitar heavy music. And so do I. She was the one who played Sonic Youth's Goo for me when I was 19 or 18 or something. 
the first album that she brings up is Sonic Youth's Goo. Marcus, are you sure that you can't fall in love with this girl any more than you already have? Where is no, the cap? Um, where is the where is the ceiling? The they've they've mentioned Sonic Youth before. I think in um, something on Antisocialites where like they were talking about somebody complaining about how like all oh, the noise stuff isn't that intense, and they're like, "Well, we're not Sonic Youth, so I don't know what you're expecting," but. I think it's fitting that Carrie is the one who introduced it because Carrie seems like the cool one in the band. She Carrie seems like seems a low-key like awesome. real cool one. Yeah. I bet uh, I bet Carrie would be really cool to hang out with. And uh not not like not like to say that she'd be cooler than Molly to hang out with, but like Carrie seems like Carrie seems like a real character in a great way. Yeah. Yeah. So the second thing, the second perhaps even more like wow, she dropped it. Under the section Freaks and Geeks, in the second paragraph, she talks about shows that she had watched. And there is, She says, another show that I was watching during the pandemic was called The Thick of It. I think it's what Veep was based on. It was on BBC. I know that some of the writers, maybe the main writer, Jesse Armstrong, went oh. on to create Succession. Oh, boy. Dropping Succession. <laughs> that's hilarious i watched it I, I seriously read this article last week and i didn't notice that until probably a few hours ago because i like actually deeply read through it and i'm like what is this who is this girl who is she dropping sonic youth and succession it's like she's like the the cooler that went on to start a band otherwise we'd, we'd just be making memes with her in a group chat about succession and Sonic <laughs> like, that's, that's what happened it's like we're in a universe like very tangential to the ones we're like best friends with Molly Rankin that's, I'm that's a fucking depressing statement like, we're in the, we're that. In the we're universe close. right next to it we're like we're like you know two, we're like two uh, two houses down from that one you know <laughs> We're pretty close. It's like, oh, but she's Canadian and she grew up in Canada and she didn't go to college in, in uh, Wisconsin. So yeah, we're like pretty close. I didn't even so, think about that. Yeah. But this article is pretty cool, too. I mean, she goes into the Belinda Carlisle things. Um, she goes into uh, rookie after the earthquake, uh, what that was kind of. Uh, based on or like kind of tangential to it, it was a short story from that she read uh, i think during the pandemic too and uh talks about very online guys she talks about um uh gardening planting tomatoes and she how she's talking about how she's becoming an old woman and uh yeah i gotta say i gotta think a few things like along with this like uh the last whatever these paragraphs are like she's saying that she's becoming an old woman and uh the last song on fourth figure i'm hoping this is not the end because fourth figure seems like a song that you put on the album to make it seem like it's the end and i hope it's not but that's what i wanted to talk about all the lead up i will also say that we never talked about the single because it was a uh, it was after our moratorium where we said okay we can't talk about always until the album releases Mm-hmm. Okay, so after the earthquake, it dropped. What were your thoughts, Sam? What were your thoughts on after the earthquake? I I think that's actually one of my favorite songs on the album. I uh, to be honest, I was a little nervous with this album just because 
like you said, the first two singles are pretty good. I actually liked Easy On Your Own quite a bit. And I'm not sure if it's because it grew on me after Very Online Guy came out. Because Very Online Guy is just, I, I just don't like it at all. It's not very good. And uh, I was very, very disappointed, a little worried that the album wouldn't be wouldn't be as enjoyable as their previous one. I, it's it's hard to say still because I've only listened to it once at this point, but um, I, I I enjoyed a lot so far. I think it'll be interesting to see how it plays in person too uh, when we go on Friday. I, I'm curious to see what you think about that as well, if it'll play similarly in person. I think it'll be, a, I, think, I think they're pretty good at giving good live performances. I think they're definitely going to play a lot of the, you know, they're going to play all their old stuff because like, you know, how long, I mean, it's going to be about an hour-ish, I think that was how it was when we saw them in Milwaukee. Um, it's about an hour-ish, maybe an hour and a half max concert. And like at some point, you're just going to have to play like most or all your songs because like that's, you know, what they got. Uh, Marcus, what do you think about, what do you think about After the Earthquake? So I got a couple things to say about it. Um, I guess it would help to tie it back uh, to talking about some of the earlier singles like you guys were talking about. And like you're saying, Pharmacist, we were both, uh, we were all all on board with that one. Easy on your own, it came out and I was very unimpressed. Uh, I said some maybe more critical things than were necessarily accurate about it. Uh, But you know, it, that between that and Belinda says, I was kind of like Sam, I was a little nervous about what the overall ending product was going to be. And Stephen, you actually said when we were talking about, you know, trying to guess what the songs would be like, just based on the names and stuff, you said uh, after the earthquake was slated to be an absolute jam. And I think you were right. I, I actually was. think that's, I was. that's a really great song. And you know why it's a great song? Why? Because they brought the jangle back. There was no jangle in Easy On Your Own. There was no jangle in Belinda Says. There's no jangle in Very Online Guy. There's not really a jangle in Pharmacist either, but we're not counting that one because that's just a good song. But after they're quick, they really leaned heavy into it. And of course, it ends up being a great song. That being said, there's one line in that song in uh, the little slow, sad bridge part where she says, My things fade like the scent of a brand new color. And that is easily the worst line she's ever written. <laughs> <laughs> Pulls me there out of the some, song every time. There were some <laughs> really weird lyrics that were on this album. Well, so and one that was out, one of them. One lyric I gotta point out is easy and easy on your own in their pre-course, they say and it's one yeah. of those like it's like one of the, obviously like it's leading into the rest of the sentence but it's one of those things where like they say the title of the movie in the movie and when i heard that i immediately thought of that kind of thing i felt the same about that one he says because we're always I'm like ah oh, damn it really Stop. I, I keep bravo thinking. molly yeah oh my god that was because i was listening to that to that earlier today too and i'm like thinking that they keep leaning into that uh vocal inflection on the on the first syllable always and they do it like what three four times in that in that little sub sub lines and i was like bro stop this is not good 
Yeah, a lot of the lyrics were questionable. I, I think too, like obviously we all seem to have a pretty similar feeling about very online guy. Um, I just, I don't know. I don't think the lyrics are as good as in this album as they were in Antisocial Life, but that's just, it's hard to compare to. I, I think it's not, especially with all the setbacks they had um, for what it's been over five years now. It's, it's hard to kind of come up after a very successful sophomore album and then surpass that in the way that they were expected to, especially with all the anticipation. It's, it's hard to do. Yeah, it's something we brought up a couple of times where it's like they, they kind of have to miss eventually or at least, you know, deliver something that's slightly disappointing because I guess with the first album, it's kind of like nobody's really expecting anything anyway. So when it comes out and it's actually really great, it's like, oh, cool, maybe the next one will be good. And when the next one comes out and it's actually arguably as good or even better, it's like, oh, damn. All right. Can they do it again? And so your expectations are already at such a high place that it's like, can can anything really live up to the expectations at that point? I'm uh, I'm going to I'm going to take a bit of a swerve here. I had said. About two weeks ago when Very Online Guys released, because it released with Belinda Says. I said that they, because they released, you know, two songs. I said that they had released one good song and that Very Online Guys was half a good song and Belinda Says was another half of a good song. And that, you know, together it's one. But if they just like swapped the tempo and swapped some of the style on the song, then you'd have one great song and one probably not very good song. Uh, Very Online Guys has actually grown on me. I thought it was a really good song to place uh, after Many Mirrors because it really juxtaposes the, the 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 not not really loud or noisy, but super like distorted guitars with the vocal style that's just really really fuzzy, and it swaps and it goes instantly to a far more um, defined sound on uh, on very online guy it's the it's the techno it's the a little electronic bouncing around stuff and uh the vocal style is i actually wanted to make a a really big reach and say that the the vocal style on very online guys is somewhat reminiscent to a noir sounding like just just style in general it's it's got like a like kind of a goofy spy movie like sound to the vocal yeah, I, style and i really liked that it was placed right after many mirrors because it's just a completely different sound and it kind of it got me actually a lot interested into the song and uh i think it grew on me i could see why i i and i totally agree with uh with how you can feel that way sam because when it first released i'm like yeah yeah i could do without it in the style of the album, I think it really works. And I, and I do think it's a good song. I mean, I thought it was it was like decent, you know, half a good song before, but I mean, I really like it now. I think it works really well. Well, and to, so, to kind of go off of that too, with my um, my exposure to that song, other than just my only listen through that I've had time for at this point, I, I listened to KXP, which is like local public radio back in Seattle. And I have since I was a teenager and they, they have a lot of good stuff. It's sometimes a little too obnoxious with how repetitive they are with a few things but they're usually pretty well versed because they have a lot of variety in their different shows throughout the week and my only exposure was just hearing them play all the singles every 
however many weeks a new one came out. And so you'd listen to whatever in the radio stream and then you get to that song when they ended up putting it on and it felt just very out of place listening to it on its own. Um, it did sound a little bit better in the album, but I feel like I'd have to listen to it more to kind of get that that feeling that you're talking about. I think you're right, Sam. I feel like it's, it is kind of out of place in the album. Um, I, I like when it comes on, like when it, like Steven, you were saying, when it comes on after many mirrors, it's like a good change of pace. And I really like, you know, just, it starts out with the drums kicking in after many mirrors, which is, uh, it's an okay song, honestly, but it, it does sound like a good change of pace. Um, that being said though, on a, on a broader note, while we're talking about a very online guy, um, I think Sam, maybe one of the reasons you're not too into it is because you're not a very online guy. So <laughs> you can't relate to it on the level that I can. Uh, <laughs> I am not very online anymore. It's, it's my lifestyle's changed, unfortunately. That's a good that's, thing. That's a good thing. <laughs> a very good thing. But the point I was going to make is that uh, I think this is their most inconsistent sounding album yet. The first one, I mean, both both the first two, they kind of, at least in terms of like the the mixing and the mastering and the instruments being used, there's not really any surprises being thrown at you. Maybe on the first one, when they get to Red Planet, it's kind of like, uh, that's a little yeah. different. But other than that, like they're kind of working with the same palette all the way through versus with this one. It, uh, it, it seems like they're switching around a lot more often. Um, and especially with very online guy coming like right in the middle, it's, it's a weird spot to kind of make that singular change. I think. I, uh, I'm, I'm surprised that you think that, I mean, that's, yeah, it's definitely different than uh, their previous album, you know, where they were Red Planet. What that was at the very end. That was the last song, right? Yeah. So this one's kind of just right in the middle. I don't. Uh, I don't know. I don't think. Uh, I don't think Very Online Guy would be suited for near the end of this of this album. I don't know if there is a real place to 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 put it, but I mean, right in the middle mm-hmm. ain't a bad spot. But so, it kind of like it makes you think they're they're turning some kind of corner on the album, but then it's like no, it's just this kind of strange outlier in the middle. And I don't I don't think it's a bad song. I don't think it's a really like great song either. I'll listen to it if the album's playing through, but I'll probably never listen to that. Just like oh damn, I really want to hear a very online guy right now. Like that's never gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, no, I could I could see that. Is a uh, is Tom Verlaine a song that you would do that? I think so. Uh, I was expecting to dislike that song just on the name, which is not because I dislike Tom Verlaine in any way. I'm, I'm not too into television, honestly. And I, I you know, now that I think about it, I kind of do dislike Tom Verlaine as a vocalist. <laughs> but I, um, I think that's at least where they lean the hardest into kind of a, a, a good shoegaze sound versus, you know, where I think easy on your own and belinda says are kind of them leaning into a shoegaze sound that doesn't really work i think with tom verlaine uh the vocals are more understated and a little more lo-fi it's it's more just about the textures of the things that are happening versus you know like with easy on your own and belinda says those are big ballads where you're supposed to care about the vocals where it's like well actually i kind of just don't (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I like Tom Berlain. Yeah, that's a good track. 
I uh, I'm gonna disagree. I'm gonna disagree oh. there. All right. No. That song that comes comes up after after the earthquake, dropping a slow shoegazy song, right after he developed all that energy. Yeah, it should be my in the girl. Back, what are you back, doing? Like third of the album, if anything. Yeah, I agree with girl, that. What are you doing? I would have slapped. So that's... Go on. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I would have. I would have taken after the earthquake. Leave it right there. You know, maybe you put it second, but I don't. I, let's just say easy on your own just stays there. After the earthquake, bam, right there. Then take Pomeranian Spinster, bam, fourth song, right there. Then take, uh, then take Lottery Noises, fifth, bam, right there. What? Then... I... Oh. <laughs> so that was a test. I would not take Lottery Noises. <laughs> that, I wanted to make sure that you that you, that you remember exactly, <laughs> and I would not put it right there. But, but yeah, okay. It's Pomeranian Spinster, bam, then Pressed, and then Many Mirrors, very online guy, uh, and then you know sh- take to- take Tomville and, and just chuck it down there, just to- just somewhere. Uh, I would probably even put it after Board in Bristol. Would well, no, it, it sounds like we're saying kind of the same thing. Like I don't think this sounds like a disagreement because what I was saying about very online guy was like I'll listen to it in the context of the album, but on my own I'm not going to pick it out because like it's it's there in the album i guess it's fine but with tom verlaine i was saying like i guess i'm I'm not super concerned about where it is in the album like i'll still go listen to that on its own i i get what you're saying i guess um maybe that's a bad spot for it and while you're talking about revising the track list one of the things that i actually did because sam you said you've only listened to it once i've probably given it about seven or eight listens by this point uh, dude, I've been waiting for this for five years. I know, I know. This is <laughs> this is big for you guys. I mean, I to be fair, I didn't even start listening to Always until after you guys went to that show and were raving about it in uh, 2017. And I'm like, wow, okay, I'll start listening to their stuff. And that's how I got into it. So I, I haven't even seen them in person before. I I think, I think this will be like kind of if the infancy of my interest in this band is is still developing, and you guys have already spent so much time listening to them or even seeing them too was that your first time seeing them live as well yeah okay um but yeah i've I've listened to it probably somewhere around 10 times now and i actually did a couple of times where i just like deleted easy on your own and belinda says off the track list and i was like oh wow this is actually a lot better now (laughs) (laughs) which you know why i'm saying that look this is a this is about a 39 minute long album okay their past two were both about 32 minutes you cut off easy on your own that's three minutes gone so now we're at 36 you cut off belinda says that's another three minutes gone so now we're back at 33 what a shocker (laughs) i've done that before too i've done that man if you just deleted this one or two track this this shit would be easily a lot better like i've done that a few times i uh i would yeah i don't know i i feel like i'd be i at least agree with one of those i i just can't pick out which one i'm i'm not yeah i don't know i i wouldn't say i would delete tom verlaine but it's in the discussion it's close for me all right that's fine what about uh what do you think about pressed pressed so I was expecting it to be better. It's not as good as I thought it was going to be just because like, you know, it's the shortest outside of fourth figure, which is just kind of like an outro anyway. Uh, well, and I guess outside of pharmacist, which is interesting, but 
pressed. I mean, I thought it was going to be kind of like their hay on this album, but it's, it's just pretty good. I mean, I'm not mad at it, um, but it's just good, not great. I can't believe you think that. What is wrong with you? That is, that is a decent song. And and it's I mean, it's just okay to you. I thought it was pretty good. I don't think it was as good as Hey, but but that's a that's a lethargic a take it or leave it. A big old exhale, a big old sigh of <laughs> of of mediocre. Oh, no, no, it's it. not mediocre. It's good. You're whelmed. <laughs> um. Actually, though, I, I want to talk about what you picked as what was going to be the best song here, which is you picked Pomeranian Spinster. Do you feel like you were correct? I was probably that? I was pretty close if I wasn't correct. I, I think I would say after the earthquake. But I mean, Pomeranian Spinster, that's like, you know, that's on the podium has to be on the podium. Do Sam, how do you feel about that song? I like that song, but you got to remember, too, that I'm such a normie that after the earthquake is definitely my favorite song on the album. Um, I, I didn't really on my listen through trying to figure out. Yeah. Kind of like what you said earlier. I feel like it's in a good spot in the album. If not, it should be moved up one over Verlaine. I personally don't like that song, Tom Verlaine, but I also have like personal gripes with television. I have a cousin who played um, Marky moon, I think like four times on a road trip across Washington state one time. <laughs> what? And, and I heard that album. Oh my God. So many times that I, I can like never enjoyably listen to that band again. So when I saw that, I'm like, <laughs> oh man, like it just, it just, it rubs you the wrong way. It's like when you drink a certain kind of alcohol and get really sick and then you never want to even look at it again, it kind of just gave me that feeling song was fine, but I, I, I just wasn't a huge fan. All right, Marcus, if you're about to disagree hard, you're about you're about to either disagree hard or say that I was like literally dead on and I nailed it. Which one? I'm picking option number two here. You were dead on. You nailed it. Oh, this is far and away the best song on the album to me. I think that is like exactly when these guys are at their best is when they're light on their feet. They got the jangle going on. They'll throw the noise on top of it. Molly's being Molly. Like there's parts when they get up to like i guess i think it's like the second verse where she's like basically rapping at that point or like what is going on here but i love it (laughs) this song's gonna sound really good in like live like that song will be be a fucking jam yeah so I want to ask a question then about that. So what are your guys' experiences with them live and what are you kind of expecting seeing this live in another week, um, this album? Um, I don't know that there's anything like that's super different about a live versus recorded, but I mean, live is just... Uh, Molly Molly just shreds in person. Uh, she just kind of goes insane here now and then. Um, but I don't know. I don't think that they like... Uh, I just think that they're a great sounding live band and that they, uh, they put on a, a damn good show. It's not even like a whole lot different. It's just the energy's pretty good. That's what I would say. Yeah. One thing I was nervous about going into the last show was just wondering if the vocals were going to sound as good live because sometimes, you know, you listen to these bands and 
everything sounding good when they're in studio, but when they're actually out on stage, where it's like basically exercise at that point, like they have to work hard to, you know, perform to like do a show. And the vocals, a lot of the times can end up suffering on that. But no, they carry it pretty well, actually. Um, I remember in Undertow specifically, I was kind of worried about how the uh, vocals at the end were going to sound and whether or not she'd be able to hit that high note. But she did, and it was pretty impressive. There's a fair amount of high notes on this that uh, I'm going to be, I'm going to see if she can hit it. Oh, one of them was bad. I can't well, remember which one. It was late in the album, wasn't it? Was it I, Tile I by know. Tile? I don't know exactly. Uh, it might yeah. have even been Velveteen. I can't remember exactly. But tile like, by Tile has a couple couple of the high ones I can hear. You know, I'm still like, waiting. There's, there's something where like at the very end of the song, uh, she probably reaches up higher than she ever has before. And I did not think it worked like at all. I was like, oh, this is gross. Uh, ruin the song. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't do it on board in Bristol. I I recall hearing it though, because I was like shocked. I'm like, whoa, she's really going. That's yeah. To record that is 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 tough. What do you think, Sam? What are uh, what are some of your thoughts on? I don't know the later part, mid part, high notes, vocal performance. I know you said well, you only listened to it once, but so I. I don't think there was anything that stood out to me as bad. I noticed, I mean, obviously listening to their past albums, I've always felt like on those high notes, they kind of add a little more reverb. It seems like to kind of just draw it out a little bit more. So that was kind of why I was asking about what their live in-person show would sound like, because you can still mimic that a little bit, but it's, it's different, right? Like obviously it's different Mm -hmm. in person. And um, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure if there's anything specific that stood out to me. Um, I, I haven't been to a lot of live shows, I guess, to preface it with that too, either until recently. I mean, I, with, with COVID, I hadn't been to any live shows for a while. And then the beginning of this year, February is when I finally started like going back to shows. So I've only been to I think five or six different shows in the last like two plus years. It's been a while. Do you, I, I know that sometimes you move around for your job, but do you like, like as a, a quote as much as you can like do you permanently live um around the same part in illinois that your girlfriend does i no i so we're both in milwaukee so my, i'm still oh okay so yeah wheaton's just the home home for her yeah so i i specifically stay um i've i've gone to shows at all the three typical paps riverside yeah. and turner hall um okay, i wait, actually so like what's what's your address <laughs> uh one two three four milwaukee milwaukee, <laughs> milwaukee street <laughs> which is funny Isn't that actually a milwaukee street, street there yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so stupid yeah. and there's wisconsin <laughs> avenue too so yeah. no, it's, it's the street it's the city it's the wait no it's not the county is it? it's not milwaukee county right yes it is <laughs> <laughs> No, so, but I, I mean, uh, very recently, uh, what did I go see? I went with Elise to see Florence and the Machines in Chicago because she loves Florence and the Machine. I always say that she loves Florence. And so we saw that. And then um, we actually saw Lady Gaga at Wrigley Field in August. Oh, wow. 
uh, because we got free tickets. Um, so we just oh, went. And so I'm like, yeah, free tickets. Might as well. It was fun. Was it at Soldier? Um, was it at Soldier Field? No, Wrigley. Was at Wrigley? Oh, Wrigley. No, yeah, no. Um, really. And I will say, like, obviously, like, I've never been a huge Gaga fan, but her her music's fine. I have no major gripes with it. It's good pop music. Um, but her performance was unbelievable. I mean, she she knows how to put on a show. I was very impressed. Um, and then I also recently went and saw a Seattle, or not a Seattle local, but a Seattle label favorite father john misty in milwaukee because it was like <laughs> it was like 15 bucks and i'm like oh my god oh my god is you john misty doing 15 bucks now? 15 <laughs> yeah one five one five no not oh. 50 five zero no one five Jeez, no. <laughs> fucking one five what the fuck happened to him man he dropped off <laughs> He his new album is very weird. It's like a jazz fusion kind of thing, and he wrote it during COVID. It's it's super weird, but it was like, as you know, there's not much to do in Milwaukee, so I was like, yeah, sure, I might as well go see him. It'll be interesting. It was fine. I wouldn't have paid more than fifteen bucks, I don't think, but it was fine. He did all the hits, so it was interesting. (laughs) Fucking laughing at him. (laughs) I know. Isn't that isn't that hilarious? That's that's like sad, man. <laughs> I know. Like, he he was like a, a a big name at least around like the beginning of last decade. I feel like. Oh yeah, he was huge. I mean, he was big, like towards the end of when we were in college too, because his um his big albums came out then um, at that time frame, and his new one, like I said, is very weird. But like 2012, yeah, 2012, 2016, or when um when fear fun came out and then he had um what's other album i can't even find it right it now. the honey bear one yeah god's favorite i don't, I don't know no, this one that's on i there. love you honey bear yeah that's, that's what i'm thinking of yeah that's 2015 yeah pure comedy 2017 so like that run from 2015 yeah. to 2018 was pretty good but then i don't think he's really done anything great since then I used to be big in the indie scene, you know. (laughs) (laughs) And it was funny because I used to shit on him big time. I thought his music was obnoxious for a while. And like I said, it's fine. I mean, I don't I don't go out of my way to listen to it very often. But the other reason that I have to admit that I went to the show is because his opener was uh, Suki Waterhouse. If you know who that is. No idea. Probably, probably more entertaining than Father John Misty. She she's like she's like a, I think she's a British model, and her music is like she, her stuff is very new. It's not um, it's not anything special, but she's dating Robert Pattinson. And, oh my god! And so I was like, oh yeah, that sounds interesting. So I went there for for all of that. The that's music a, that's scene. A night. <laughs> the music. The music scene is very depressing in Milwaukee. If you can't tell, it's just there's not much going on. Fucking try Birmingham, Alabama. Well, yeah, that's a very. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> the worst. The worst. I mean, it's probably kind of similar in Milwaukee, but the worst here is when you'll see somebody's like performing in Atlanta and then they're performing in Nashville, but they just skip us over. Mm-hmm. It's like bro, they, we're there. on the way. We're on the way. <laughs> It's probably similar with Milwaukee, at least with Chicago. Like you probably look and see, like, oh, oh like I want to go see these guys, but they're going to Chicago, so I did like drive, you know, like yeah. an hour and a half or two hours or whatever, both ways. A lot of smaller artists that I like go to Madison too. Like I saw the Marias in February, and I've been listening to them. Uh, so I went and saw the Marias in Triathlon. It, they had like a a double header show. It was like ten bucks, and I went and saw them. And I 
forgetting what part it's like close to queen anne uh, back in seattle and have loved their stuff ever since a super cheap show but i've they i listened to their stuff since their uh, initial couple albums came out in like the mid late 2010s and the marias have kind of been getting bigger lately i think she the, the whole band just opened for halsey i think on her recent tour they were the opener so they've grown a little bit but i recommend listening to that it's kind of like a like a soft kind of pop sound so it's it's very relaxing elise definitely loves it so we <laughs> we love going to that for that reason that um kind of in the same vein i was thinking about it earlier today but there needs to be an identifier or some sort of label that you can slap on to the like very very popular yet and i'm doing the biggest air quotes of all time indie late like bands or indie you know whatever strata because like the ones that are super duper popular like father john misty i'm not sure like I'm not sure what definition or what classification. I don't know how anyone calls him indie. Like that is not indie. He's not independent. He's got a massive record like label deal or had at one point. Like yeah, right. he's, he's still you? on he's still on Sub Pop, which is I mean yeah. they were they, Sub Pop arguably was indie for a while in the 80s and or, sorry 90s and early 2000s. But Sub Pop's pretty large. They have Beach House. They um. I can't think of any other big names on that label right now, but they they've grown into like this this massive West Coast label at this point. They're not they're not very much indie anymore. Right. But I guess it just depends on like what's the definition of indie? Like are they still independent like what does independent even mean in terms of a label? Um sufficiently small. That's what I would say. And then to ask me to define sufficiently, and I'll say no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not gonna do it. I don't, have, I don't have numbers in front of me, but sub pop's too big. Like beach house. If you're if you're getting massive, like you know, massive hype and stuff before your like eighth album or something, like no, get the fuck out. You are not indie. You're just you're just an alternative rock. That's what it is. Well, or an al- so alternative pop. I'm I'm looking at the Wikipedia page for independent record label right now, and it just says it's a record label that operates without the funding or distribution of major record labels. So it's like, oh, that's cool. This isn't circular at all. We're not just defining independent by major, which is like, what does that mean now? <laughs> this is stupid. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, you, you sound like you want to throw your hands up and just like just give out that big sigh of ugh. Ugh, throw your hands up. It's literally like you're saying, like on the overview section, it says independent record labels are small companies that produce and distribute records. Like, well, what's small? What's what does small? that mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they are not affiliated with or funded by the three major record labels, which what are these? MGM uh, is one, right? It's Universal, it's Universal. Sony, and Sorry. Warner. Oh. Yeah, I was okay. So Warner, that's what I was thinking of, and I know Universal and I guess Sony, but I don't really know who's even on Sony. But that's kind of like saying too, like, so like the first like craft beer was Red Hook, right, which sold out and became super popular in Seattle. But then like, like calling like any kind of the any of these like regional breweries craft beer, it's kind of the same thing. Like they're still massively successful and very popular. Like it's not like if you were to mention specific major breweries in certain regions everyone's gonna know it 
So like, how do you, how do you define that if you're only categorizing those top three labels as non-indie? It just it well, feels too generic. It's because those three labels own most of the other labels. I guess that's true. But then think about this too. If I mean, how many of these craft breweries, like Elysian Brewing, for example, has been sold off to Anheuser-Busch or whoever, but they're still labeled as Elysian. Like it's, I don't know. Right. It's it's hard for me to uh, to figure out. I miss SoundCloud. It, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It, it does end up being kind of a useless distinction nowadays. Like Steve and I remember a while ago, probably this must have been at least half a decade ago. Um, and it was probably Stereo Gum that wrote the article. I don't have it off top right now, but they were talking about Mindy labels, which was sort of the kind of thing you're talking about where it's like they're like major, but indie, you know? Yeah. Okay. That's a good, that's a, that's a good. I'm, I was looking for that. I'm looking for the one term, looking for the catch-off. If Mindy is that, I'm gonna I'm gonna start using it. Starting the trend will catch on. But that's a good, you know, that's a good like uh, identifier. You know, it's unique. Yeah. So it was actually I'm I'm looking it up right now. It was coined on DJ Booth. Shout out to DJ Booth. I haven't gone on there in a long time. Um, but that's where the term got coined, and I think it was like with regard to like some rappers or something, but, and they're talking about industry plants in this article too. It's a good one. I'll send it to you guys. Awesome. I'd be, I'd be, I'd like to read that. I, uh, <laughs> not a big fan of industry plants these days, especially with how obvious they get like, uh, yeah, I'm, I would like to like to read what they say, but, uh, let's, uh, let's, let's drag back to the album. So Velveteen, what did you think of Velveteen? I barely remember it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. and that, and I, first, I, you listen to it 10 times. It's like, ugh. Yeah, I, I remember it opens. I like how it opens. And then I feel like I stopped caring probably about like 30 or like 40 seconds into it. So. This, uh, this song is definitely very easy to have on and then you forget you forget that you're listening to it not that it drags on because like how can you say that about a song that's like you know what two and a half (laughs) no it's it's three it's like a little over three but it definitely drags out like drags on earlier than the three it's like you know before even the two minute mark probably like around 140 or so and you're just like ah yeah next yeah that's how i was feeling that was a dud I don't know if we said that that would be a dud, but from the unique like song title, like Velveteen rolls off the lips, I probably said that it wouldn't be a dud, which I was I, probably wrong on that. I said Velveteen was going to be the song of the autumn, which, all right, I'll take the L there. I was wrong. Yeah, no. Wrong. What do you think, Sam? <laughs> so I, I was kind of going through everything again. I don't know. Velveteen was fine, but I, I kind of agree with you on the... Uh, I don't know. It didn't really sound anything special. There were certain parts about it that kind of reminded me of Deer Hunter a little bit, but that was the only thing that I really thought about that specific song. I I can maybe see what you're getting at with Deer Hunter, but I'd say it's like two steps removed. Very much so. Yeah, very very loosely related. That was that was kind of it. Again, I I haven't listened to it enough 
I should have spent more time listening to it quickly. <laughs> I mean, but, usually with the show, we only give things like one or two listens. Like usually we'll listen to something like the, the day of or the day before. <laughs> well, and I, I feel like obviously their, so their last album came out in 2017 and this is a big deal to you. Just like if, I don't know, like if Slow Dive, their album, last album came out in like 2017-ish. Like if they were to release, when, when their new LP comes out, which is supposedly being worked on, I'll yeah. probably listen to it like 10 times the first week it comes out. Like I, I get that. Yeah. I remember they said that that was, that they were going to work on it. I'm like, all right, well, when you release a single, let me know. <laughs> yeah, I know. They've been working on it apparently since February. So I'm not holding my breath at this point, but yeah, it's going to take a bit. So, um, so tile by tile, I'm going to drop, I'm going to drop a, a big, a big take, big take right here. This was Molly's best vocal performance, other than the very unique like Pomeranian and and perhaps very online guys. That's not even like a vocal performance though. It's just mixing. Uh, tile by tile, Flash is the talent man. That's best vocal song on the album, and it's not even close. You said best vocal song outside of uh, Pomeranian, right? Yeah, I mean like the unique stuff where like you were saying that she's rapping and stuff, but I don't. I think that's more just like the the standard singing for her. Like as far as tile by tile, it's a the vocals bring it on home. Just kills guess, it. Yeah, like the best singing on the album. I would yeah. probably agree with that. As far as the song, it's it's good. Like the whole it's good thing. It's it's not like you know the the always like as far as like the always songs that are on this album. There's like five. After the earthquake is one, uh, Pomeranian Spencer is two. Uh, I would say that Prest is 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 one of them. You know, you could say it's not very good if you want. I'd say Pharmacist is four, and uh, probably Boredom Bristol is five. Like those are the those are the like close to the core always songs. And then there's some there you know the the shoegazy stuff. Maybe Tom Verlaine is in there. Maybe uh, many mirrors. But as far as like the core core, yeah, like you said before, it's a lot more diversity in sound and in, in, in all of the songs, which is weird. Yeah, I guess. I mean, we can probably wrap up talking about this album now because um, you're you're kind of leaning in into some final thoughts there. I I I agree. Um, there's there's a core of songs here that are just like genuinely great songs and at the end of the day i'm happy with the album like it it was i think it's a i'm still undecided whether it's like pretty good or just great like there's a core of great songs here uh my biggest problem with it overall is that it feels like it's maybe two or three eps like pieced together which would make a lot of sense given how long it's taken and how many delays they've had in recording and all the issues that came up and all that kind of stuff it it seems like maybe there were so, a lot of songs written at different times that just kind of got shoved into one track list where maybe it would you know just been better to be like maybe give you know give us an ep in like 2019 or give us an ep in like 2021 and maybe save an ep for next year you know like that would have been fine but there's so much pressure on like the album being the defining piece of work that they just couldn't do that it, it would have been perceived as some kind of letdown or some kind of delay or some kind of you know just negative criticism if they had done that 
you're that, committing, that's like my final thoughts. You're committing, you're com- you're committing theft right now. You're stealing, <laughs> you're stealing my ideas. You're stealing stuff that I said. Sam, I said that about the Duster, the new Duster album that I listened to. Oh, you did? Oh, really? I said you that did. about the, the Duster album that came out this year. I said, like, half of these songs are just, like, stuff that they would have released on the EP for the album previous, but they just didn't. They're like, what if we made a new album? And then they took half of those songs, and then they were recorded a new half, and then they sent out an album instead of an EP so they can make more money on it. And that's now what I'm thinking, that Duster came back just so that they can make more money because they're broke now. And they're like, oh, we made some music like 20 years ago. <laughs> so like, what if we got money for doing that? So that's 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 why I'm saying you're committing thievery of, of ideas, talking points. Go to go to jail. I don't know. Right to jail. He says after right he started the album. <laughs> Come and get me fed. Come and get me fed. Um, I so I'll give my very very brief, um, like couple things that I liked as like a wrap up. Obviously, I liked I liked easier on your own a lot. I think the the lyrics were very much like sad shoegaze. That's I mean, obviously, I've heard it several times now. It's not just from that one listen through. Um. I, I really liked After the Earthquake because I think it most closely resembles their previous album. I think it, it kind of captures that. It's similar to that previous sound. I don't think it's identical, but it's similar. Um, and then I think it, I could be wrong here, but I think it was Belinda says, where they had the key change that I think was really interesting and I thought it worked well. Um, and then I think, yeah, that's all that I can really remember about my like initial listen through i will but, say now that you brought it up i think that key change on belinda says was also one of the low lights of the album you didn't like it i didn't like it at all i thought it was just like it, it wasn't as dramatic as it wanted to be it did it did kind of fall flat with that i definitely agree but i, I feel like they're such a soft-spoken band in a lot of ways other than like I don't know. Like the most aggressive thing on the album, or one of the most aggressive, I think, is like the solo in Pomeranian Spinster. Like otherwise, yeah. it, you know, I think that's that's pretty much it. Overall, yeah, Pomeranian Spinster as a whole is just like the most aggressive. Not even aggressive. I don't know if this band ever really gets aggressive, but it's like the most insistent, I guess I would say. And I kind of do wish they would hit on that more. Like I need more kind of energetic, like thrashing around, like you know not giving a fuck molly that's what we need on the next album if it ever happens which i don't know maybe it's a fucking 10 year wait till that yeah i thought you were just gonna say high energy you know just the high energy that's, uh yeah that's better. Songs. <laughs> that's better i will say so we're going to the first show uh of the whole tour so i'm curious to see how that goes as well because obviously there's always the initial things being worked out but especially since they haven't really toured in like five years i'm a little worried that there might be a few kinks that they have to work out before they really get into a groove is it really the first of the tour yeah i'm pretty sure at least oh shit it is i think so (laughs) there might be I, i thought that she was in um the uk can't i don't know if it if it's even showing those because it was in the past october 2nd yeah so they were in they were in uh like england and scotland the last week okay i can't can't even see them well those shows were all just covers of 
dismiss the Queen is Dead album anyway. (laughs) 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 Fuck bozos. (laughs) Yo, how how upset are you that that Molly is going to not all okay, so so kind of similar to what you said about tour locations. Molly is going to Salt Lake City, Boise, Idaho, Portland, Oregon, and then She's going to Eugene, Oregon. She is going to two Oregon cities. And you can't even get a show in Birmingham. How fucked is that? It's, you know, <laughs> I expect it at this point. How, like, how disappointing, bullshit but. is that? She's going, you know, you could say, oh, you know, she's going to a, to a number in California. You know, California is huge. Oregon is not. Like, yeah. Oregon is one little array of, of a valley and but She's going to two of them. Eugene is where um that's where the University of Oregon is. There's probably a big fan base around there anyway. Yeah, I would argue there are probably more always fans in Oregon than there are in Alabama, unfortunately. Oh, definitely. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, she also, yeah, she's not doing any in, in Alabama. She's going to Asheville, though. She's hitting up the hitting up the small college there, which I don't even there's I know there's one small one, but it's like a kind of like the uw madison or uw like whatever middle of nowhere school it's like kind of like that so yeah i'm not sure why that she's uh, going there so i guess we got to do the thing where uh put it put put a number on this you gotta slap a number on it what is it mm, i am going to say um I know I did this recently where I said that I can't give a number, um, but I can't give a number yet. I know the range of where I'm going to give this. It's either going to be a 3.5 or a four. I, I think it's a, I think it's a fat chance that it gets a 4.5, but it's either going to be one of those two. Can't, I can't figure it out yet. I will say I liked it on, full like you know listening through the for the album i liked it a lot more than i thought because you know we had the we had the trepidations perhaps we we're anticipating some uh maybe not so great songs it's it's one of those two it's a three five or a four not sure what which yet like it's gotta i will admit that i downloaded it like the day that it had gotten out and I waited until like Sunday night or, or this morning to listen to it. But I have listened to it probably like five ish times. I need I need to need to like let it settle. Need to need to let the dust settle and, and it'll be one of those. But I don't know yet. But I right, enjoy fair. it. One of those two. Yeah. What do you what do you uh, got, Sam, Chief? I'm, I'm this, gonna this... actually pass it to Sam first, just on this one listen, initial impressions. What this, would you give it? This is out of ten, right? Out of five. Out of five. Ah, oh, see. No. <laughs> what? How do you think it's? What? Why I was, would I, I give was, anything a three point five? That's, that's why 10? I was like very, very surprised because I forgot you guys have used rate your music for forever and are on the five scale. At least it's isn't it five out of that? Yeah, it's it's a it's it's a garbage scale. You know why? Actually, it's a really fucking terrible scale. Is because there's no zero option. So it's it it's you know it goes up by point five from zero to 10 but there's no zero option so technically it's like a like a 9.5 scale which is just why why yeah why okay 
so I guess on that, then I, I think I would give it, it's, it's kind of like middle of the pack, a little above middle of the pack for me. I'd say it's like a three, seven. I don't know. Cause it, I would you rate it. Can't, oh, you can't do a three, seven. I can't you're, do a three, seven. You're going to do a 3.5 or a four. Fuck me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's tough, isn't it? I'll, 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 I'll give it a three, five only because I feel like it's great, but on the initial list and I just feel like it's, it's, there was nothing to me yet that is sticking out as like, Oh my God, this is the greatest, but there's, but it's also not like mediocre. Like I feel like if at a three, five, it's still good. It's not mediocre for me. It'd be like a two or two and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. Just on the, just on the basis that you listen to it once I would, I would, I probably would give it a 3.5 if I listened to it just once. Like I would be fully set on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think just after one listen, that's probably about where I would have been. And I think I said in the, uh, in like one of the, like the last time we talked about this album, I was like, uh, it could be a four if it turned out that like, Oh, they were just saving all the good shit. And I think they were just saving all the good shit. And I don't know why, but I already put a number on it. I got it as a four right now. Could bump down to a 3.5, but it's definitely not going to bump up. So we're all kind of in agreement as to the quality of this here. It's around there. It's definitely around there. I'm looking forward to seeing it live. I think a lot of the think a lot of the songs I know I'm going to love live, and there's probably going to be a few that I enjoy a lot more live than I do on the recorded. I don't think that I'm going to like very online guy live. They might not even do it because you probably have to bring, you know, specific equipment for it. Like, I'm not sure the like some of those 808 sounds, I'm not even sure that they would bring one up. I mean, maybe they'll just do full guitar, but that performing that one will be very different than performing like most of the other songs, you know? Honestly, I imagine it's all just like guitar pedals and synth filters. Like that's it. Yeah, probably, maybe. I'll what if they do perform it, then I'll be interested to see how. I will. I'll be taking note of that. Yeah. Can so. I also say just as like one one little extra thought I forgot to bring up? Um, they still haven't really figured out how to close an album. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, no. it's been a problem three times now. <laughs> Yeah, they just kind of throw in one. Yeah, uh, was it Red Planet? I, I know I'm bringing it up again, but Red Planet was the closer. When I first listened to it in probably like, you know, the first six months to a year, I'm like, that song sucks, man. That's a terrible way to end it because it was so much different than all the other ones. And I, I, off the top of my head, I can't even remember how they how they closed Antisocialites. So that's a problem, too. If I can't even remember that, then, then yeah, it's state of you. And then here we go. Third time, blah, just kind of drop it. Like It's kind of like taking a full project that you've worked on and feel really good about and then just holding it out in front of you and just dropping it. That's that's kind of closing it. I'm not saying that like it to be harsh in any way, but like you're going to close an album that's not how you do it. No, I mean, I get it. It's like endings are hard. I understand that. But it, it's kind of like you're saying it. it reminds me of like some essays I wrote in school where like I get to the end and you get to the point where you have to like write the conclusion. And it's like, oh, shit, I already showed you everything. Like, what more do you want? So you <laughs> oh, just, forget you know, about life. And, yeah. You just try and put something in to be like, all right, here's like four sentences. That's it. 
They should have just closed anti-socialites with Saved by a Wave. That would have been way better. Legendary. Yeah, that would have been way, way better. And then yeah. forget about life. Oh, yeah, no. I don't know why they choose to do it like they do, but I would choose differently. I think that's a good point that you bring up. So, uh, think we're think we're all in a conclusion. So now so. the next thing, next thing that I wanted to bring up, Marcus, what are your thoughts? Your years, thinking about it, seeing it online, wondering when it's going to happen. Your first Goza. First Goza. <laughs> and I mean, it's a fun, either I don't know if you're if go to Giordano's or uh, the other one I can uh, Lou Malnati's, but I think the only way to do it is by making sure that wherever the place is, is the deepest ass, like, just throw a block of cheese on top of the pizza place. It has <laughs> to be disgusting, like, just disgustingly fat <laughs> and greasy. And, yeah, I think that's I think that's the way to do it. Can't, can't, can't do any of the small, like, flat. They have, like, a, it's not, like, New York style, but it's, like, a, like, a flat, like a Detroit style, or yeah, I, I mean, kinda. Um, you have to get something disgusting. You have to get like a really just massive thing. That's what I think you got to do. So what? What is the like? Uh, what's the etiquette for for Goza? What? How? How are like? <laughs> are there things you're not supposed to do while you're eating it? Like, do you have to like hold your fork a certain way or something like that? Like, I don't want to embarrass myself. Uh, fork. Yeah, you're using a fork. Do you? Fork? I, I don't know. I've seen it. I mean, if, if, a disa- if you if you do it, have a disaster, then I guess. But I mean, <laughs> come on, you're a grown ass man. Let's, let's call. Manners <laughs> are not required in this kind of meal. I hope that's very clear. Okay. It's disgusting. Yeah. You have to, you have to just get in. You have to just get in there. <laughs> to just get in there. I will, I will say just- I'm a. I'm also very upset because normally whenever I go to Chicago, make a, you know, like lately in the past, like few years, ever since, you know, that one, that one plant was uh, legalized, would normally get some of that. But now I'm like, oh, kind of want to like get a job in a few months. Probably not a smart idea. (laughs) (laughs) I've been doing that since like June, too. So it's like, oh. Yeah, this is awesome. Really love this (laughs) sobriety thing. (laughs) It's really great. Like holding out, like oh, I'm gonna make it, but but now um, I actually just talked to my professor today, and I've got a I've got a date, I've got a general date thesis defense. It's gonna be between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Oh hell yeah, no way, you boys getting out of here? Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna be incredibly short, Sam. But basically, the summary of my grad experience is: I got here in January 2019. I drove here in a blizzard. That was not a good sign. Uh, <laughs> so I worked on one project, which, um, honestly, so, so a, a thesis is like a demonstration of understanding of a concept or knowledge. Well, I know and that a, I'm not that dense, I promise. And a PhD is, um, a PhD is like creation of new knowledge. Um, I'll be kind of dead honest. I think, so I have two advisors. I've been saying my advisor this whole time. I have one advisor that's a lab advisor, and that's kind of like who I work with on a basis, like day to day. And then I have like the administrative advisor. And 
I honestly think that he gave me a project that a PhD should have started with, um, because I feel that it's arguable that it's more of a demo or a creation of new knowledge, because the thing that I was working on had not ever been done. Like it's it's there are concepts around it that prove that it can work, but it's never actually been done. Really? So I was working on that for. All of 2019, well, honestly, the first year of your master, you know, you mostly do classes. So I was like doing, you know, classes. So I was working on it all of 2019. And then, you know, 2020, I was like, oh, great. So the labs were closed for like four to five months. And then they reopened. They reopened really poorly. Like, you know, all the, all the, you know, stuff that you had to do, you had to go through a number of trainings and get back in. And even then it was like really restrictive. And eventually like just dropped the project i like i started working on a different project like after two like after two to after two years and maybe like a you know a few more months and yeah. then i've been doing this new project since april of 2021 and this one is far closer to like what a master's should be and you know it, it, it's just like I should have been doing this, but you know, it kind of didn't really get on the grad program, like our our lo- our groups, like a uh, radar until probably until 2020 or 2021 when some papers were published in China, and then we're like, oh, we got to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so like, there's like stages that like China will release papers and they'll only be available in Chinese. And then after like a certain amount of time, they'll get like a like I mean like a certain amount of time I mean like maybe a few months, they get released onto an English journal, like a, usually it's a pretty big journal. The I use a couple one like a couple ones and and then eventually like once it was published in English, we were like, oh shit, yeah, we gotta do that. Like this was, you know, proposals you know, by the Department of Energy we're, we're getting thrown around and like, you know, we eventually got on it and we're like, okay. So, that's you know, that's basically what I've been doing now and now I'm finally getting out trying to work for a, I don't know what sort of company I want to work for, but I definitely know that I want to change. <laughs> like, I wouldn't even be opposed to moving back up north, which is like totally what my mom doesn't want me to do. Like, she she's totally like on the like side of like you need to be where there's sunlight the most mm-hmm. and you'll get outside all the, like a lot and all this stuff like kind of do now but the place that i live now is very very close weather wise to seattle it's very gloomy a lot and huh. it rains a lot because it's like very mountainous and kind of in the southern part of the appalachians okay and and it, i'm kind of kind of over it like i'm kind of just looking at change like just move to somewhere new problem is i really like hiking a lot around here i think um like west virginia is very 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 pretty um western half of virginia is very pretty and i have wanted to get to tennessee and north carolina a lot and i like those places a lot and i wouldn't mind moving to like somewhere north carolina because i really it's like kind of a similar ish area and bunch of tech jobs are moving there now because it's just really cheap to live there and i don't know like i just want something different i actually looked at a place in uh in denver which is called uh 
called Sierra Space, and I kind of visited it, and it seems very like like similar to the West Coast living that you made. Like you know, probably are aware of it's like super dry. The the grasslands are all like really yellowish and stuff. Sure. Doesn't rain ever, and it's like yeah, I'm not super on board with that. Kind of you know, and then there's the whole you know Denver you know police versus the crime stuff and I'm like ah yeah chicago's already got that i don't know if i want any more mm-hmm. of it mm-hmm. so yeah i don't know that's kind of the state of my life what, what i'm looking to do job uh, my, job season my advice would be to definitely stay somewhere where you can be adventurous because like i i grew up hiking and i love hiking and every time i go home i try to plan one day where i do like a whole day hike and out here in milwaukee it's it's yeah. pretty difficult to find anything. I mean, there's some some places you can go, and it's it's decent, but it's not even close to comparable. I mean, the hikes that go on no. there and, and the general area within, even on the Ice Age Trail, I mean, are like it's like going to a, a local neighborhood <laughs> park back home. I'm not even kidding. It's no, like, I understand. So it's, it's like it's it's interesting. If you want to do anything fun, you got to drive like five or six hours north to the border, um, which kind of sticks. So I I would definitely advise sticking somewhere where you can still do a lot of that it doesn't have to be anything crazy or outrageous i mean you don't have to be somewhere close where you can hike a mountain or anything but i would definitely stay close to i was telling uh i was telling marcus last week there's a company or maybe it was two weeks ago but there's a company that i was looking at and it is a uh, it is bill gates uh sustainable energy renewable thing that he that he has spent like 750 million dollars on it's yeah. called terra power terra power has two locations one is in Everett, Washington, like North North Seattle. Yeah, yeah. The second one is in Bellevue. <laughs> Bellevue? Yeah, it's fucking Bellevue. Northeast Bellevue, that's where it is. And yeah. I'm just like, dog, I'll probably die living in Seattle. Like I can't I can't do the same the same weather but like even drearier and then there's the traffic and then there's the affordability. Like dog um, I, I'll pass. Thanks, Bill Gates. It is unbelievably unaffordable out there. It's yeah. And then the problem is too. I've been to Mount Rainier. This place is beautiful, man. I would love to go back there. Mm-hmm. So you know, when you say like it's a a park in your neighborhood, like yeah, Mount Rainier like smokes the shit out of anywhere in Wisconsin, like on the south end. So yeah, when I was home in September, I did a hike. Um, it's called Tolmy Peak, and it it essentially takes you up this huge ridge line that literally just looks at Mount Rainier. I mean, you could not be any closer to Mount Rainier. And I'll show you guys photos. I'll send you some photos. But one of the things where like the hike is not very difficult, and it's not difficult to get to either. I mean, you could do that in a day easily. I think it took us two and a half to three and a half hours to do the whole hike up and down, and then driving was like two to three hours, but like very reasonable. Whereas out here, like anything even close to that, you're, it's just not possible. You have to drive a long way. Yeah. That's, that's it too. Like I've, I've lived out, I mean, living out here for four years now, um, I've like done all of the, you know, big ish, medium ish hikes within like a two hour radius. So it's like, you know, when my mom came out here a few weeks ago, um, drove up, I mean, drove two and like a half hours north uh into west virginia which you know very cool area and uh but that's 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 the state of it now you have to, i have to drive like all ton you have to drive to do you know anything 
So mm-hmm. kind of blows. Yeah. Kind of like whatever, man. What do you Marcus. think, Marcus? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm a very online guy, so I'd spend a good chunk of time inside anyway. I mean, having parks and places to hike and stuff is nice, but like I feel like the biggest thing for me is just like the size of the city. Like I that's one of my least favorite things about Birmingham is just it feels like there's not enough here. Uh so you know, I, I don't really care where I live. I just want to move somewhere that has more people. Like I tried to get a job in Atlanta for a while, but it just didn't work out. And now I'm kind of at least stuck where I'm at for another eight or so months. Cause I want to try and stay there for a year. But after that, I don't know. I kind of want to move somewhere like just like Connecticut or something like that, you know, just somewhere up in the Northeast, just see something different. Yeah. That's, I, I was, um, there was one job, one company that I was looking at that was in uh, Worcester, Worcestershire. I don't know, um, Massachusetts, which is west of uh, west of Boston. But you know, something like that. I would, I would kind of like what I was referring to. Like, I just kind of want something different. You know, just try to just try to change something up. I need to need to get like refreshed or something. I don't know. Like, even in a place that's like super cold, like I just need need something a little bit different. Just to change, you know, change the life up a little. Throw a curveball in there. That's what I'm. That's where I'm. That's where I'm at mentally. Like yeah, that's kind of where kinda you're like, at too. Yeah, like when I talk about my dad, when I talk about this kind of stuff with my dad, it's like he always, you know, hammers home, like you know, you're you're young, you're not married, you don't have any kids. Like this is basically, and and like you have a job, like you. This is like the only point in your life where you can kind of just easily pack up and move somewhere if that's what you want to do so i'm trying to like take advantage of that before you know it's too late (laughs) yeah before you can't yeah yeah if i was in your position i mean with my job moving around is easier to get promotions but it's also hard because i can't tell you how many of my coworkers are are married or they own houses here and then they're like well shit if i want a promotion i either have to just be like unbelievably skilled and like ridiculously good at my job to a point where I'm clearly the top tier candidate if our local area gets an opening or I have to move and like most people can't do the moving option so even even though I'm I'm not single I'm still fairly nomadic so I could easily move to like Minnesota or Illinois for work and I wouldn't have any problem with that but still it's very it's it's hard so I think you're in a good spot I'm a little jealous honestly of how easily you can you can kind of both move and do that. You would not be jealous of me if you saw my bank account. Yeah. <laughs> Dog. No. Stop. <laughs> it, ain't, it, ain't, it, ain't, it ain't doing so good over here. <laughs> like, we have been treading water. Like I got my I got what is it? I got my two hundred no five hundred dollar tax return from the state last uh, last week. And I was feeling way better about that than anyone feasibly should. So <laughs> I'm just going to leave it like that. You don't make anything. You, I mean, <laughs> get gold stars, I guess. But gold stars don't pay the rent, by the way, which is going up. Some poor bastard is going to rent this place after me for... After rents are already starting to come down, like, nationwide, like, they finally... So, my stupid-ass apartment place, 
I mean, like my old owners, which I love them. Uh, they sold the place in June, like June first is when it got flipped over. So I have a, I was doing a month to month, and like I had a handshake agreement with them that like, okay, yeah, whenever I'm like moving out, I'll just give you like a month's notice and stuff. I'm like, this works way better in my favor than it should. <laughs> and rent, you know, rent for what I pay is like, you know, just fine now. It's it's also a little bit bigger than what I need, but it was it's still way more affordable than any place that's closer to campus because housing in this place is a very big problem uh because it's mountainous and you can't just easily build around here. Um so then the new person bought it and they're like saying, Yeah, that month to month thing, it ain't working anymore we're swapping so now i like had to say like oh i have to renew through june which i'm not gonna stay here but you know i got rent increased by like 90 dollars, and then they said in the note that the next like renewal like renewal it will significantly increase to meet market rate ah, so, you're fucked. <laughs> so the next person's like i'm not fucked because i'm not staying here <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> no, yeah, the next, like, uh, June 23, like, they're probably, like, advertising it to people at, like, way, way, like, I'm not saying that this place is, like, a dump or anything, but it's so, like, not even, like, the thing is, is that all the really cheap stuff around here is, like, rapidly increasing a price to where, like, the the nicer places are now not so, like, much more than the places that are not nice at all so it's just a really weird dynamic that's going on here and yeah i'm, I'm looking forward to getting out it's kind of a weird thing where i'm at right now like um i've been living in this apartment so basically since so like when i got to birmingham I, I lived with my sister for like three or four months and then i was like yeah i can't do this anymore so <laughs> i moved to this place and you know, it's, it's like kind of a little budget place, which is fine in Birmingham. Like rent's pretty cheap here. So it's, it's all right. It's just like the fucking maintenance is terrible. Like I've just, I don't even want to talk about some of the things that I could complain about. Cause I just don't want to be that guy, but it's because like when I moved in here, uh, one company owned this like building and within like probably the second year, uh, a different company bought it and everything kind of started to go downhill there. But the problem is like, I do really like my neighborhood. Like as long as I'm living in Birmingham, I would love to keep living here. But this one company owns like all the apartments in oh. this area in like this kind of price range. So it's like, even if I move out of here, I'm still just going to be dealing with them. Give, give a big anti shout out to H2. You can look them up on the Birmingham subreddit and just everybody <laughs> has bad things to say about them. There's oh, like two man. or three. There's There has to be no more than three people that own all of the off-campus housing. And I think I had previously like been in a, let's say, quote unquote, independent, like not, you know, any of them. But then I know at least one of the two or three bought my place and that's that's like the whole difference i hate the mega landlords man why don't you yeah. punch them in their stupid faces <laughs> well see i i lived in a uh when i was first here i lived in an apartment um like when i first moved into like a full lease i subleased initially kind of like what you did marcus like i was somewhere else for a few months and then 
moved and I was in one of those big conglomerate apartment complexes where it's owned by one of the major um, landlords in the, in the state. And it was fine. And then I ended up moving with a friend because it was, pricing was okay, but it was still relatively expensive. I mean, it was, it was good for a single bedroom, but then I said to a friend, Hey, why don't we move into a rental house that will save money? We'll pay less than what we do in rent. And we did that. But then with the crazy housing boom this last year, everyone and their mother was selling their house, even if they had had it for forever. And this house that I was in was fine. There was nothing majorly wrong with it, but definitely like a rental house. Like if you were to live there, you would need to fix up a lot of little things here and there, like redo the basement and all this other stuff. And so then we, we um, like several of my other friends who are in rental houses were told by a landlord, like, Hey, we're going to sell the house. So just so you know, like when your lease is up in a couple months, like you're essentially we're giving you like three months to move out. Jesus. And so (laughs) this is like, this is like April, this is like April this year. And so we're like, Oh shit. Okay. And so I'm in a huge pinch, right. To then figure out where to, where to move. Cause I'm like, what, what the hell am I going to do? Like trying to figure out my roommate wanted to live in a totally different part of Milwaukee that I did. And I'm like, screw it. So I moved in with another friend, but now I live close to work, but same kind of thing. Now I'm just back in a large conglomerate apartment complex. And it's just like, no matter how hard you try, you cannot escape. The <laughs> no, that's why, Stephen. I was actually kind of surprised to hear that you're just like renting from a like a person right now. <laughs> like, yeah, it well it was that you oh, know yeah. the, the lady that I worked with. She was a uh, or not that I worked with. You know that I that was my quote unquote landlord. Maybe she was just a manager too. But I mean, it was a small. She was the only person I ever saw. Like she was at least the manager for the place, and I'm sure if. If there were anyone over her, it was like one person. I never got the vibe that it was like a, you know, like a big company. But now it is a company. Now there's, you know, people that come every now and then. And they're always, I think they're looking to do like renovations. They might renovate the place uh, when I, when I leave, you know, in the in-between areas. Yeah. But yeah. Auntie shout out to them. Not fans so far. They have stupid, ugly-looking vans that come here every now and then, and they move the place of where the dumpsters were. So now the dumpsters are like way closer to like the woods area, and now there's bees all over the dumpster, bro. I'm <laughs> not, not a big fan of that. I don't like a bunch of bees hanging around the dumpster. All right, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna... Do you have a? Do you have any more topics that you wanted to go on? Typically, yeah. Sam, what we what we do like on a week to week thing is like we bring like topics. We bring an album that we listen to. Obviously, this week it was the same album. Um, you know, we usually like bring in like a couple things that are like headline, like stuff we do over the week or headlines we read, shows watched, or like a you know any like weekly mm-hmm. happening stuff. You know, bring in like a list of topics. Can yeah, I ask so... a music question then? Yeah, well, no. Oh. Can you? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was a harsh no. Well, that was very that. stern. No. I, I, I want to ask because we ha- we haven't like actually at least I haven't with you two sat down and talked to you about music in a while, and I'm I'm curious what other artist who's released like music or an album of some kind or something in the last two years you guys have both really enjoyed that may not get a lot of a lot of views or a lot of listens. Um, I would say something that I've listened to that released over the last couple of years, I will say that 2021 was a pretty rough, like I didn't listen to a whole lot of music 
over that point. Um, but one thing that I have listened to this year that I really enjoyed was uh, it was called a band called Nouns. Um, they're like a Midwest emo lo-fi alt rock uh, band, and they put out an album this year that I thought was pretty enjoyable. I listened to them like uh, 2012, 2013, and uh, was a big fan of it. And uh, they put it on. They put out another album this year that uh, that I enjoyed. Um, there's also a, like a it's actually a guy who's a South Korean guy called Paranol P A R A N N O U L. Uh, he put out a 2020 album that was pretty good. Um, yeah, it's one year after after your range, but I don't care. No, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but he's uh, he's kind of like a you know I'll I'll say it big in the underground, which makes no sense. It's kind of like the uh. Mindy label, but you know he's one of the bigger underground guys that came out and uh he was putting out sound i think it was actually also sampled on the nouns album like he uh did a song with them and it, i thought it was pretty good but aside from that like those two like yeah there's duster that put out two albums in the last three years or four years but yeah yeah then out, outside of that it's not a whole lot like i'm kind of in a similar spot where for the most part like between 2020 and 2021 i just was not looking for new stuff it was kind of just a whole thing of like bro isn't there enough music like don't <laughs> like i i could definitely say there's a rotation of somewhere around like 50 to 100 albums where i could just put those on for the rest of my life and i would never be unhappy with it like there's there's enough to keep me satisfied just based on what i already know and 2020 and 2021 i was just like not looking for a lot of new stuff like I just I couldn't even name anything from either of those two years. Also, but, nothing was coming out, so like, yeah, good right. luck. <laughs> it's a good time to to take a break from new music. But um, as far as this year goes, there's a couple of albums that I've talked about on the show that I really liked. Uh, the first one is by this Australian punk band called The Chats. Uh, yeah, they put out they an album too. called Get Fucked earlier this year that I thought was pretty good. Have you heard of them, Sam? Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. One of my um, one of my really good friends is is Australian. He went to school with me, grade school with me, but he's Australian. He lives in Australia. And he turned us on to them like a couple years ago. Oh, I love their stuff, though. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. I hadn't heard about them before this year. Um, so I was actually the last one out of the three of us to get into them. But yeah, they're definitely really enjoyable. Um, the other one was this uh, this big band jazz group called Angles Nine, or you know, their name is just Angles, I guess. But depending on how many people are performing on that album, they'll kind of like change the name up a little. Um, but it was called A Muted Reality. It came out earlier this year. To this point, it's still my album of the year. It's just kind of this wacky european uh structured not like there's moments where they get into some free jazz kind of stuff but not even as much as their earlier stuff like this has a lot more structure than what they've done before and it's just like 38 minutes like three songs it's it's really good hmm, okay so i i think the one band that i have started listening to kind of started end of last year because they their first album came out in like may or midsummer of 2020 and then their second album came out like very end of last year's like november 21 that's when i first heard 
about them is a uh, nation of language and they're like based out of i think brooklyn area and they're like synth pop kind of um like indie pop type stuff i know we're getting back into the obnoxious indie phrasing but um wait but what was I, the band name again nation of language okay are they related I, to the nation of islam no no they are not unfortunately um <laughs> It would make them a lot more controversial. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> but they, um, yeah, they're both their two albums that came out. I really liked um, their first one, Introduction Presence, came out in 2020. Really enjoyed um, like a couple of the notable um, songs. September Again, really liked, um, I think, sacred tongue as well but then there's a sophomore album really really enjoyed it called a way forward um a lot of the stuff on that album especially a word in a wave their second to last track is my favorite on that whole album i think so i think you guys might like it it's kind of it's kind of like layered kind of uh, some of it's a little repetitive in the in the beats and the drones and the keys but um i like it like that that kind of repetitive droning almost like you both know Animal Collective has that like very like almost obnoxious path of how their music plays where it's like this kind of this just laying builds up and then it's just like almost like a garbage re- repetition but it sounds good. I love that. That scratches an inch in my brain and Elise fucking hates it. So anytime I put that stuff on, it has to be by myself. She's like, I'm going to fucking I'm going to fucking strangle with you if you play that shit again. Like it's just too much. So so that's been my thing and then i i'm a big fan of um angel olsen you, you guys probably both know who she is yeah um she yeah. had a new album that came out in 2022 that i really enjoyed so far i'm just a big fan of her it's it's some of my uh my more normy music that i listen to i am a big so. fan of her body of work yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um big fan yeah, no, I actually, I haven't listened to too much of her stuff, but um, that first EP, Strange Cacti, uh, that song, Drunken with Dreams, I still like, I still get chills on that one, man. That's a great song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I still think her best album is My Woman from like in 2016, but her new stuff's still pretty good. It still, still does it for me. I have not listened to her a lot in recent years, like... I'm surprised that she has as many like albums released because I just kind of in the same vein of, of what you guys said about Father John Misty. Like he was big for like two years max and now is still making music question mark. It's kind of how I feel about this about Angel Olsen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like like I said, like to her, I think her best album still My Woman. All Mirrors I, I enjoyed a lot and then I think big time her new album was still good but the it's kind of the same pathway where um, fewer of the songs on the album are are things that i enjoy i think it like obviously one of those things where like you can listen to anti-social lights all the way through the new album still kind of trying to figure out how it aligns but um, same with father john misty like first couple albums really enjoyable like they're fun they're nothing special but they're fun but then you get to later stuff and it's like, why are you still making music? Like you should probably just, <laughs> you should probably just call it at this point. You're going to ruin your legacy if you keep putting stuff out. Got to get into a band or a new project. Got to change yeah. it up a bit. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's pretty good. I'll check out a Nation of Language. I may check out Angel Olsen, but 
I'm uh, is Nation of Language. What's the vocals primarily? Uh, Are they so male or female? Male, male. Um, I don't think they have any female. I'm pretty sure it's an all male band. I might be wrong on that. Um, male, but he's kind of. I don't know how to describe his vocals. I'll have to think of. It, it kind of. Oh yeah, it is. Well, they're all male names. Yeah, formed in Brooklyn. Formed in Brooklyn, so you know it's going to be a little pretentious. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it looks. Um, I'll definitely give this first album, Introduction Presence, a listen because it's only like ten songs. So mm-hmm. was that going to be like thirty something minutes? Mm-hmm. I like yeah. the album art for that. Yeah, it's good. Mm-hmm. Like the little guy in the background. Oh shit! I didn't even notice that. You didn't see that? No, it's right there. It's like a big green block. Oh, not big. Yeah, now it's I a see small it. green block. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, yeah, that's it. I'm gonna. Oh wait, you got one more thing there. Well, I was gonna say too. Um, I'm a big fan of the replacements, um, out of Minneapolis, who've been around for forever, and they do a cover of the replacements, androgynous. They recently did. It's like a single they released. Very, okay. very different kind of sound. So don't expect it's one of those things where it's like you don't expect it, shouldn't expect it to be like the actual song. But I don't know. Very synthy. They're a hev- like a heavily synthy band. If that gives you a better picture too. That that's actually a very good sell after uh, after listening to to Blue Rev a lot. Like I'm totally down to listen to a male vocal and synthy band. Um, you know, being immediately uh, the first thing I listen to after molly Mm -hmm. so i'll definitely give them a listen so uh marcus you have any other uh, topics you wanted to bring up yeah um i don't know how interesting this is going to be so i might just end up cutting this later anyway but this is a youtube channel i came upon after i was watching some uh some classic review bra videos sam are you familiar with review bra oh absolutely yeah 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 good dude um so I found myself on some other reviews and I'm not sure if this guy that I'm just sending you the link to, if this is like some of the saddest shit I've ever seen in my life or like some of the most heartwarming and uh, just like affectionate kind of things I've seen. So I sent you a link to a video by this guy, feature man you might have seen his stuff before i don't know but he's uh an an elderly man who is reviewing cheap frozen tv dinners no way (laughs) and i i don't know how i've seen him i've seen this guy because on the one hand it's like you know he's just this kind of older guy alone um talking about like banquet spaghetti meal he's got a hungry man review i love it (laughs) (laughs) he's he's got like the generic root beer brand i can see in this video so he you know he's clearly like living alone and i've always thought to myself when i get a little bit older and start you know judging my life and seeing where i'm at the last thing i want to be is uh, if you remember that scene in True Detective season one where Woody Harrelson's character has just kind of like 
you know, he's divorced from his wife at this point or separated or whatever. And he's like at home alone watching like a basketball game on a small TV, eating a microwave dinner on yeah. like, you know, a little tray or something. And it's just one of the most depressing scenes I've ever seen in anything. And I'm like, I never want to end up like that. Uh, part of feature man's whole thing, like that, that could be this, but at the same time, like, is it kind of a heartwarming thing that this guy has like, 300,000 350,000 subscribers and gets a good amount at like this nine day old banquet spaghetti and meatballs with secret dessert video has about 86,000 views like is that is that good like is it heartwarming that he has this community around him or is it like do these people just pity him like is that why they're watching it I don't know I think that I don't think it's pity at all I think uh, I think that they're Something like this is definitely a lot more uh, authentic and they just, you know, they, they like listening to him. And, and I think that it's not sad at all. The one video that I remember uh, seeing in, in whatever, like when I first saw him was the bologna and cheese, cheap fast yes. food lunch. That was the big, that's like, I think what gave, like gave him a little bit of popularity. Um, I don't think it's sad at all. Um, you know, this guy's not like a super, it's not like, bringing any harm to himself um or he's not doing anything bad at all like he's you know he's, he's got his videos and people like him and you know they may just know about him because you know like you said it was the very very old man living alone um but he's doing something and this is kind of the outlet he's got you know the coming soon halloween song i mean that might be a family member who i don't know it looks like a younger guy cole seagroves maybe it's someone completely different because it's all the, the videos that i click on feature man show him in nashville so i mean he lives he lives around people at least he's not like out in the middle of nowhere um i don't feel that bad you know, it kind of reminds me have you guys seen the youtube channel where it's like the old grandma and it's called great depression cooking where she's like cre like creating dishes that she had as a kid when she grew up in the great depression and it's kind of the same type of thing where like, I don't think people are watching it like out of pity or because they feel bad. I think it's because it's very wholesome in a way. Okay. I have not so you guys both great have depression like, cooking. yeah, I haven't heard of this either, but you guys both Girl have like an objectively more positive, uh, uh, expectation of human beings than I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think, well, here, I'll give you an antithesis. There is one person who is very, very, very fat. His name is Nikocado Avocado. Mm -hmm. And uh, that viewership is completely the other way around. People watch him because they anticipate him dying. <laughs> yeah, he's he's depressing. I mean, he, Marcus, he used to be, I don't know how many years ago, like... Probably Four or five years ago. Probably like 150, 160 pounds. Like he was a small skinny guy. And how much do you think he weighs now, Steven? He, there is a video of him weighing himself. And the opening of the video is saying that his old scale broke because he exceeded <laughs> the 350 pound limit on the scale. So he bought a new one. And it, re it reads out in a fucking voice, like a girl voice. And it reads out 402 point zero pounds <laughs> so he weighs that's fucking, over 400 pounds that's terrifying because it's basically like okay imagine me 
and then imagine me growing like two and a half times my size. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. That's insane. He does those mukbang videos, Marcus. So he just eats Ugh. insane amounts of food. And I think it just caught up with him over the years, clearly. Yeah. yeah he, he weighs an insane amount. And that's that's where I, I am seeing the other side. I, I don't think that Feature Man has any reason to bring like a negative, ironic you know, base of viewers, but this guy deserves it. This guy absolutely deserves it. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm not going to say anything about like the fat shaming and stuff. This guy was not always fat. This is a decision. I just sent you this a photo. A it's side, it's side by side of what he used to look like and what he looks like now. And he does not, you can't tell it's the same person. He just, he looks completely different. I think we, I think we just ruined Marcus's night. You know, he, he now knows about this person. <laughs> <laughs> I wish he's like, I wish I never knew he existed. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's one of those things where you got to realize like nobody gains 200 pounds overnight. Like you, you keep seeing that scale going up and then it's like, yeah, should I, should I change something? Nah. Well, this guy's got a dietitian. This guy has a dietitian. I don't know if He's it's like swindled. The, no, I think it's like the dietitian is like, um, like an extreme like, like will prevent him from doing anything that will kill him, like in the instantane, like on a day basis. But like the dietitian obviously is saying like, yeah, you should lose weight, you know. But but like the guy's not gonna do it. Like he's committed to this whole this bit of like genuinely killing himself. He'll probably get a heart attack very soon. And um, the dietitian is just there. It's like, make sure it doesn't happen that day. If you get, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh my God. This picture. Jesus. <laughs> How does this happen to Isn't somebody? That insane? I'm actually, I'm more upset that he's wearing a shirt with him on it multiple times. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, he's got a he's got a really like um like self pity or no like it's like half self pity and then it's like a very bipolar switch to like pity and um like loving himself and and thinking he's the best like he'll go he'll also go and dance around the beach you know without a shirt on and he'll like rub his belly and all this stuff then he's also has like these depression bouts. You know where he goes offline for like three weeks at a time or something. It's just really weird. Like he's definitely gonna die somewhat soon, and um, he's just very interesting. I don't watch any of these videos, by the way. I just know of him. And like, yeah, see I've seen clips. clips. Yeah, I've seen clips, and that's where it's like just the most depressing clip of him, like sitting on the floor shirtless, just shoving food in his mouth as fast as possible, just because it's. I think it's all supposed to just be as sensationalized as possible to get clicks. Yeah. How do people like watch that and get enjoyment out of it? Like, I just, I don't, don't... yeah, I don't, I don't at all. It's like all these videos are like 25 to to like 50 minute, like most of them anyway, like video. I'm like, I'm not watching all this shit. Like, (laughs) like (laughs) no way. So it's just a very weird dynamic. Um, I'm glad that uh, Feature Man does not have this crowd. And, I mean, Review Bra, too. Like, I think maybe... I I mean, like, maybe... I don't... Like, it used to be a lot bigger, but, like, people just get bored eventually. And, you know, I think 
I think he's got a pretty decently positive viewership now. Yeah, I guess, you know, the reason I wasn't sure about Feature Man is just because I remember, I mean, you can still go on review browse videos and stuff. And like you're saying, it's less now, but it there's a there's a distinction between like people who are, I guess, laughing at him and people who are laughing with him. And with Feature Man, it's it's harder to even like I don't think anyone's laughing at him. It's just what like what is interesting <laughs> like wh why are people watching it i guess that's what i don't understand is why are people watching uh you know an elderly man eat a banquet spaghetti dinner like what what's the purpose of that just ironically quaint i guess but they wouldn't shit on him for it you know like what's what, why would you do that you know i don't know i i wouldn't i wouldn't watch it either it's just you know, the cult following. Is it just like he's some kind of character that people are like, well, okay, I'm going to follow this character now. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, Review Bros is the same way to an extent. Not even just to an extent, but like, I mean, come on. It's a little pipsqueak guy with a funny voice and a suit. Like, that's that's exactly what you're describing there. Right, but with Review Bros, it's at least like, okay, I can see how this would be funny to somebody because it was funny to me at first. Before it's like, oh no, this is actually a really cool guy. But feature man, I don't even see how that could be like funny. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it's like a really dry humor, like a really, really dry humor. You know, he's like an old guy making incredibly vanilla dishes, and I don't. Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't watch it for more than like a few minutes. I wonder too. People just get like a weird comfort out of it, like people who. I don't know. I think I'm too positive. But like, why else would you spend so much time watching something if you're not like, like his comment sections aren't like gross or obnoxious, are they? Like people aren't saying stuff that's like making fun of him outright, are they? Probably not. Um, probably get downvoted a lot. Yeah, I would Disliked think probably. Or whatever. Yeah, so I feel like it's hard. Like there can't be that many people who are just like ironically spending that much time. Maybe I'm just not online enough anymore as they say but i don't know i don't blame you man i uh you know most of like weekends where i go out and hike like those are the best ones like and like weekends and stuff i try not to be because like most of the stuff is like going through matlab like most of my day-to-day -day is like always being like either doing physical stuff or like going and writing a lot on my computer or doing a lot of analysis on my computer and excel and stuff i'm like I just don't want to be at my desktop. Like, just don't want to sit in the chair. Like, need to get up and do something else. That's why you bring your phone, you get outside, you go touch some grass, and then you scroll on your phone and say, hey, I touched grass today. It was good. And you post that so everybody knows. <laughs> yeah. Look at me, guys. Well, um, yeah, I don't have, I don't know if I have any other topics. As far as, like, the stuff that we can do, like, on Friday, um, I don't have anything off the top of my head now, but like in a, in a day or two, you know, once I get some time, cause I told, uh, I told Marcus earlier, Sam, but like I was working until like, until like 10 minutes before I opened the zoom call so that he could do best of the soundboard, which, you know, just never used. So Epic, good job on your part, man. <laughs> I tried to, I told you at first I tried to, but it just wasn't working. I don't know. Oh why. yeah. But uh, I'll, I can think of some stuff that we could do, you know, more than just the goza, but 
you know, just a nice hangout before the concert downtown. Yeah. Yeah, because what time does the show start? Seven? I'm guessing like seven-ish? Yeah, probably. I'd, most of the shows start at seven. Let me look up the Always Tour. Tom Verlaine right there in the search history. Uh, shit. This site sucks. Uh, come on. Uh, looks, oh, wait. Looks like doors is... open 1830. So the doors open at 630. The, the, so it says line of details always and slow pulp. There's your opener. You guys know slow pulp at all? I have no idea who they are. I feel like I've heard about them, but I've never listened to them. It's just like a name I've seen somewhere. I like the look of their band members. They don't look like they make bad music. We'll say that. They're uh, going on tour with uh, with Always for a bit. I think for actually all this tour. Maybe not. I don't know. I'll listen to their stuff too. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. And now that I think about it, when I hear Slow Pulp, I'm actually probably just thinking of Pulp. Yeah. There's <laughs> too, many, too many bands of the same name. Yeah. We have to make new words. That's what we do. That's what we'll get AI for. Make new band names. <laughs> but then it's gonna come out like shit, like Elon Musk's daughter or, or son name. Oh, yeah. Kyle. No, it's like. <laughs> oh, wait, is it? That's how you pronounce it. Yeah. It's really? gonna be shit like that. Yeah. That's what it's gonna be. Yeah, you know, like those are gonna be your band names in the future. I'm like, eh, maybe I'll pass. <laughs> maybe just do a bunch of Greek. Sy- you gotta throw in the Greek symbols and stuff, like uh, different phonetic letters from alphabets and shit that that's how you make it look good then you make it like black metal albums or black metal band names where you can't read it you know because of all the, the extra lines and stuff oh wait i was actually thinking of somebody else oh so elon musk kid the it's it's how, how do you say this ash a12 x ash a12 What's yeah, wrong with that guy, man? Yeah, man, that's that's what's gonna be the AI generated band names, shit like that. Won't even be good AI. God, it makes no sense to me. Yeah, but I don't. Uh, I don't have any other topics. Looking forward to the concert, though. Need a need a solid. Like I told Marcus before, but like most of my weekends are like this, like season of like fall. It's like every third weekend I'm like doing some like flying out somewhere, like doing something I'm like, yeah, this is great. I should have done this like, you know, during COVID. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you get to do it. So, yeah, awesome. Do you have any other topics you wanted to touch on, Sam? Or No, I don't think so. I guess on the, the, uh, the topic of YouTube channels, there's one that you guys might like that I'll share with you. They haven't been around. They've been around for a while, but they don't have a lot of videos. It's called Captain Christian. I don't know if you've seen any of their stuff before, um, but they do a lot of video essays. They're short. They're like five to 10 minutes tops. Do they um, explain the Bible to me? God, no. Thank God. Um, well, they, like, they've done videos on like Toonami, on like the history of Toonami, which I really liked. Mm-hmm. Um, they've done videos on the history of like the gorillas. They've talked about like David Fincher and his movie style. A lot of Guillermo stuff. del Toro too. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I got into it when the Adult Swim episode came out. That's a re- pretty good one to start with, I think. One of his first ones. Where he talks about how like Adult Swim 
kind of started, how it almost died. And then like, obviously how family guy and paying the, the air family guy on adult swim was like a big revival for it and everything else in between. So I thought you guys might like that. That was the only thing I could think of YouTube channel wise. Futurama is a good show, man. Oh yeah. Futurama. It's like yeah. one of the few good, like actual cartoons that, that I solidly enjoy. So, yeah, I think you guys will, uh, would like, I'll share their, their adult swim one. I think you guys might like it. Mm-hmm. Awesome. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Marcus, you have any, uh, any last, any last minute topics? No, that's all I had for the day. Yeah. I was thinking it was a solid, solid always episode. I'd like maybe yeah. like one other thing, but yeah, I think that's, that's the big news of the day. Got a date where I'm going to probably graduate. It's pretty fucking solid, man. Hell yeah. I'm a big hype about that. So I'm going to do the outro. This has been the always edition with Sam, with, with Sam, Sam, Sam. <laughs> Echoing. <laughs> right, right. Some always gun sounds. Does always does always have any gun sound samples in any of their songs? I'll find some and edit them in. I was gonna say firm no on that. Is <laughs> a good reason to go through their whole discography again? <laughs> yeah, really. Well, I saw that you uh, recently rated some of the always songs or the albums. Yes, yeah. I actually. Rated, I guess I did. Like before uh, the new album came back out or came out, I went back and re-listened to the other two, which. Start, you know, starting the new account. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Starting the new account. I tried to be like more critical and more serious, but it's like, no, nah, that just doesn't work. <laughs> so I actually bumped the self-titled back up to a uh, five, perfect five, and anti-socialized up to a four point five. You've evolved. You flipped. <laughs> you flipped from before, and you're like, yep, band's first album. That was the best album. <laughs> <laughs> right back to where you started <laughs> you know you went through the musical progression after like no the sophomore albums can be good and then you're like no their best their <laughs> earlier work yeah that was their best stuff to be quite honest yeah no i actually do like red planet now which is kind of funny okay well now you really have devolved <laughs> <laughs> all right we'll call all right. it there all right well thanks a bunch appreciate it sam for yeah. coming on so awesome yeah, thanks for joining thank, us, Sam. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. Do you have a do you have anything you want to plug? Like you got a, you got an Instagram, you got you got a you got a Twitter, you got a you got a YouTube? Uh yeah, my um my rate your music account is Edward Lewis Severson the third. If you want to go check it out, I have some good stuff on there. Um I haven't rated anything in like three years, but I should probably start using it again. <laughs> you, got like so. a, you got like a Pearl Jam forum. Username you want to plug or something? No, I mean honestly, if I did have a Pearl Jam forum username, it would be that because that's Eddie Vedder's <laughs> real name. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Probably taken. Maybe you'd be like third underscore one. Yeah, or like four twenty would be more appropriate. <laughs> XX. <laughs> all right, all right. Take care. Show's over. <laughs>